Hello and welcome to this solo episode of our podcast um, with Lindsay and Lauren. Um, so today I wanted to talk to you about the benefits and the importance of tracking your cycle. This is especially if you are in perimenopause or you're in a deficit or you are training and wanting to get the most of it. So I would say probably you won't fall into all of those categories. You might fall into two, um, but you probably well, most definitely will fall into one of them. So in terms of, you know, getting the most out of your life, getting the most out of your training, getting the most out of your goals for your um, body composition, um, I really would, I can't overstate um, how important it is to track your cycle. Um, So as you age, your cycle obviously changes. Um, You probably notice this. The other things that can happen um, is during times of stress, we can have changes to our cycle. Um, Our cycle can change after childbirth. If we change contraception, if we have, uh, you know, go through a phase of fat loss and uh, we've taken our fat loss maybe a little bit too low. Um, or if we don't have enough dietary fat, that's really important for hormonal health. Um, so, you know, sometimes in our quest for sort of looking the way we want to look, um, it might be that you go beyond sort of where your body is happy to sit in terms of its um, your, the amount of body fat that you've got. So all of these things um, can really affect our cycle um, and it can sometimes take a little bit of time for things to settle back down. So in peri um, to post menopause, obviously the cycle is just, it can be all over the place and it can feel like actually there is no cycle, like it, it just loads of things are going on. You're feeling a lot of different emotions, a lot of different symptoms, and it just feels a little bit like what the heck is happening to me. So as I say, if you take, if you want to take care of your health and you want to know yourself really well, I really would recommend using an app or keeping a diary um, so that you can really get to know your, um, your body um, and really just be aware of things that are happening to you month to month. Um, it might be something that happens every six weeks, you know, um, a pattern is a pattern. And if you are getting to the point where you might think, oh, you know, I am perimenopausal and um, things are changing, you want as much evidence as possible to take into your GP um, so that you can get some advice um, and some help with that. Um, so that obviously you can thrive um, through sort of our later life I hate saying later life because it can be from you know the age of 35 onwards um and we can be in perimenopause for a long time so um yeah it's it's affects a lot more of us than I think we are willing to really um accept (laughs) so Tracking your cycle can really help you anticipate things like water fluctuations um so if we have like a higher water retention um generally it's from this it's the second week and the fourth week of our cycle um this obviously if you are having um if you're if you've got a goal of a body composition change and you know that you're nailing all your habits um you've got really good systems in in place and you like you're pretty nailed on that you've got a deficit going on and you know that you know, you've been doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing, um, but the scale's not agreeing with you. It, you know, knowing that you have, you might be in that second or fourth week where water retention, bloating, um, swelling can all be higher 
it can just help you be a little bit kinder to yourself, especially because this generally will coincide with you having lower mood. Um, if you're experiencing feelings of like anxiety, despair, um, irritability, um, and those things are happening at the same time. So combined with this like lower mood, especially towards the back end of your cycle. Um, so, you know, your week three, week four, um, you are uh, more likely then to adversely react to any fluctuations in scale weight. Um, that's somewhere where I would probably be saying like, just don't, just don't get on. Don't get on the scales if it's going to affect your um, mental health, if it's going to affect like your mood and how you feel about yourself and also how you then react to that. Um, and it might be then you're making poorer food choices and then you get pissed off with yourself for making poorer food choices and you can see how another cycle begins, um, <laughs> which, you know, yes, it's not the period, but it's definitely um, related. So... Um, we have lots of changes in hormonal signaling. Um, it's all it's pretty complex. Um, it's due to a change in a hormone. Um, well, it's gonadotropin releasing hormone GnRH. You might have heard of it, um, and that releases signals to hormones in our bodies, and sometimes they go all just skew if basically so um some of the signals don't arrive some of them arrive late um whereas when we are in a regular cycle pre-menopause um, and we're having regular periods our hormones tend to rise and fall in a regular pattern whereas in perimenopause they as i said can seem to be no pattern at all um, and you just feel like what the heck is going on here what is happening to me so generally, oestrogen is higher at the start of our cycle and that's our follicular phase. And this is where we should feel really great and everything's working in our favour. We're back up, you know, coming up to a peak. Um, now, if we have generally higher oestrogen, um, that can also be a negative thing during perimenopause because too much oestrogen can also have lots of negative symptoms like really um, high heavy periods, um, bloating, um, interference to the gut, mood swings, gas and severe irritability and anxiety. Um, again, coupling that up with then you may have a higher desire for um, higher stimulating foods and substances, alcohol, um, yeah, chocolate, crisps, things that are really hyperpalatable. And then, you know, we're feeling already bloated and rubbish and having mood swings. And then we pile on top of that some decisions that we don't really want to be making. Um, and we feel like we're out of control. And again, that negative cycle starts to spin. Which, as I said, we probably none of us really want that to happen, do we? Um, so... I think the the main takeaways here for this, um, and I don't want this to be, you know, the longest podcast ever in our podcast in history, um, is to uh, make sure that we are aware of what is happening from month to month. So there are loads and loads of um, free apps that you can get. Or as I said, if you don't want to use another app, you don't want to be on your phone any more than you already are, I would suggest getting a journal, a diary, keeping some form of note of how you are feeling day to day. Um, 
What prompted me really to do this as an episode is, as you know, if you listen to um, our podcast regularly, is that I've just been through my own mini cuts before I go on my holidays. And that's not because I don't like my body the way that it is. And it's not because I'm like, oh, I'm going to absolutely pile loads of food into me. And, I, you know, um, I'm anticipating putting um, more weight on than I want to or anything like that. It is just so that I'm feeling good. Um, and I am feeling really good um, and I look the way that I want to look and there's nothing wrong with having a goal, um, an aesthetic goal basically and wanting to feel and look good. I know where I'm going, there's not going to be the kind of food that I would eat at home so it's like I've been getting the good stuff in, I've been getting all the nutrients in, I've been hitting my protein targets and you know it's that's made me feel really good. So on my way out to holiday where I'm going to have a little bit of a um, I'm going to use it as a bit of a deload um, from training. So I've been working pretty hard and consistent. And I, I've, I said on the podcast, I've upped my CV um, activity. So I've been trying to get the steps in, which has not been easy the last couple of days. I think you'll agree with me. Um, trying to do a little bit more cycling, trying to do a little bit uh, longer cardio, long steady state CV sessions, um, mixed modality. Um, and it's been really interesting in terms of like how I felt again during um, my cycle over the last six weeks. So um, this month, um, so I got my period on Sunday. The week before, I really recognised that I was feeling quite irritable. I didn't really want to be near any of my family members. Um, I was very touchy and um, and I mean like sensitive in, in when I say touchy, like, you know, if somebody would say something to me, I prob- I would jump to a conclusion and, you know, I was having that sort of, um, feeling of, I don't know, just, I could have had a big fight or argument with somebody quite easily. Um, but I knew where I was in my cycle and I knew that was why. And I also then forewarned my girls who also I encouraged to track their cycles and we all, you know, three girls in one house um so sorry for poor john you know it, it that's a that's a lot of hormones flying around <laughs> so we it's good for us all to know where where each other um are in our cycles as well so that we can just be that little bit more patient with each other we can give each other a little bit of space a little bit of room and a little bit of understanding um i also noticed that because i have been eating so well and this is not like it's not far removed from what i would do day to day anyway um as you know you know i eat plenty of vegetables um fruit and protein but i also like to include a nice meal out here and there and i also like to include a glass of wine or an aperol spritz or whatever else from time to time um it's all you know moderation and balance to me of being able to enjoy life but also having um sort of you know having a food and a diet that um really complements the way that I want to live and the way that I want to train but that being said because there have been less I'll put in inverted commas I'm moving my fingers where you can't see me um less sort of snack foods less processed foods less treat foods if you want to call them that less ice cream, less chocolate, less crisps, all of those sorts of things and a lot more fruit and fiber and vegetables and I've been thinking a lot more about like how am I piecing these meals together? Can I put a little bit of space and time between one eating occasion to the next? Just what I would basically say to any of my clients. 
um, you know, it's exactly the same principles that I've gone by is what I bestow to others um, and what I would encourage other people to do. And do you know what? It's been great because it bloody works and I feel really good. And I had actually lower um, period cramps this time than I did a couple of months before. Um, on the actual sort of day and day before of my period, um, I felt good. I felt quite energetic, um, whereas sometimes, you know, it can make you feel really rubbish, can't it? Um, and you can feel really bloated, and I didn't. Um, they, you know, there was a little bit of digestive interference. I also have two days of insomnia, which has become quite a regular occurrence for me, um, and I expect it now um, around the same time. It's in the last week of my cycle, again, in, P in PMT week, where having not very good night's sleep is also not very beneficial when you're already ratty and moody. But I anticipated it um, and I knew why it was happening. And so, again, this, I'm coming back to basically giving you some guidance as to, you know, why it's important and what we can do and how we can help ourselves basically to... Um, sort of navigate the the last sort of week of our cycle and all of the symptoms that we get whenever we get them um that we we we're prepared um forewarned forearmed um so the more that you see your um symptoms either in your diary or on an app and the more that you go, oh, yeah, this happened last month or, oh, yeah, I recognise this. I've had this feeling before or, you know, why am I feeling grumpy? Where am I in my cycle? Oh, that's why. Right. Fine. You know, none of us like it when our partners go, oh, God, are you due on? <laughs> it's like a red rag to a bull, isn't it? Um, but, you know, if you know that you are, I think the first thing I would say, my first piece of advice for you would be communicate. And it might be the last thing that you want to do. And it might feel like for some of you quite awkward to say, look, I'm due on my period. I'm feeling really crappy. I'm feeling really irritable. I need you to just give me some space. But honestly, like sometimes if you just spell it out that way, that will be respected and you will get what you need. Yeah. And generally, if people back off and leave you alone and give you some space, you're more likely then to actually come around and, and be a nicer person again. Um, I'm not this is, you know, I'm kind of presuming that everybody's like me <laughs> turns into an absolute witch um, during that week. But I think, you know, generalising um, and speaking in general terms, that week, P PMT week is not a good one. Um, so yeah, I think first rule would be communicate. If you have teenagers, if you have children that understand, you know, everybody's different. Some people are really open in their families and, and that we all talk, you know, talk about sex and, um, periods and bodily functions. Um, and you could be quite open with it. And I know some people a little bit more reserved and maybe don't want to talk about those things, but it can be really helpful for your partner to know, um, what your symptoms are and how to help you. Um, and good again, as I said, especially if you have teenagers in the house whose hormones are also flying around all over the place, that you're all sort of being respectful towards each other. And um, rather than it being like, you know, mum's turning into a psycho um, or daughter or son is, you know, acting out of sorts, like that we all just go, you know, come on, there might be other things at play here and we're going to um, kill it with kindness, as it were, um, and just just give each other some respect. Um, so 
you can also another thing that you can anticipate um and then do something about is your water retention um, and the fluctuations in your water weight so as i said during that last week of your cycle may well be a good idea to stay away from the scales or if you are gonna hop on them anticipate that it might read higher than it has been doing and not to panic um you you want to be keeping hydration levels high so anticipate that those fluctuations will happen and still we want to be hydrating we want to be in hydrating foods as you know salad and vegetables and fruits that are more like the higher generally you know salad vegetables will be higher and fruit will be higher in in water um, the more of your starchy vegetables so i would recommend um taking on things that are going to give you that hydration and help you feel satisfied especially again if your appetite is raised so this is another thing that we can anticipate um is that raising body temperature and a raising appetite and also a uplift in those cravings for things that are probably higher carbohydrate higher sugar or higher stimulating foods so i'm talking higher flavored foods um crisps sweets chocolate comfort foods what is whatever is your go-to comfort food it might just be some toast you might just want a really big pizza or a burger so you know it's, it's kind of you know you're getting those cravings um you don't necessarily know where they come from or why um, and we've done an episode on cravings so if you want to go into that one delve into that one that's that we did that a few weeks ago so it's quite high up on the list um but yeah you can anticipate those cravings and in anticipating it what i would say is if you know you have back end of the cycle or well i always just want to eat crisps then can you replace your really high calorie really high saturated fat crisps with something maybe like a lentil chip or pop chips or a lower fat version or a smaller bag of rather than you've always got like the big family bags share size bags in and you're going into them and you don't really know how many um, calories you're taking on how much energy you're taking on because again if you have a goal that is um for your body composition and your health and you're wanting to feel good then mentally and physically those things are not gonna help you and you probably know that but you know again decision making gonna be skewed um so knowing that your your hormones rise and fall in irregular patterns as well um we want to be thinking about anticipating those mood swings not only just to you know sort of warn other people about it but also to enable you to give yourself some kindness um that might look like you plan some self-care in all right so whatever self-care looks like to you that might be that you take yourself off to a quiet room um and that you you want to read your favorite book or um it might be that you want to do some studying and you don't get the space to do that normally. Um, it might be that you really enjoy a bath and you don't get to do that normally. It might be that you want to go for a walk or it might look like a gym session. So I would say anticipate how you're going to feel. Recognise again those cyclical symptoms and have a plan in place of like, right, what makes me feel good during that stage of my cycle? How can I help myself through this? Um, how can I increase my positivity 
rather than, you know, delving down a path of feeling rubbish about myself, making poor decisions that I'm not happy with, that don't align with my goals, and then feeling even more rubbish with myself. And then, as I said at the beginning, you know, the cycle continues around and around and around. Um, so, yeah, communicating with people who are around you, um, maybe going for a walk with a friend who understands um, that you can just vent off to um, and you can both have a good bitch and moan, <laughs> get it off your chests. It, a problem shared is often a problem halved. So, again, communication would be my absolute number one. Um, anticipating changes in your own mood and then how you can look after yourself better and being prepared with foods that you can enjoy but are still aligning with your goals so as I said it might be that you have in already um, in anticipation some lower calorie um, sweets treats crisps you know you're planning to have like or three pieces of a pizza with some salad and you feel like you've made a compromise so whatever your go-to food is you're going to plan that in um, because our temperature tends to be that bit higher and the demand for energy is a little bit higher, we can afford to take up our calorie goal a little bit, even if you are aiming to be in a deficit, even if you are aiming to just maintain, um, you will probably experience higher appetite. I'm generalising, but if that is you, don't feel like it's not carte blanche to just go all bets are off, but it's also, you know, keep in mind your goals, but also know that you've um, you've got a little bit of wriggle room there. And sometimes it's better for you to actually just give yourself that little bit more space and say, well, do you know what the best I'm going to aim to do this week is maintain where I am and try and choose some better behaviours rather than you try and stay in a deficit or you're trying to like stay, stop yourself from having the things that you're craving and then you end up going over and then it's that effort mentality of like, right, well, I've ruined it all now, so I'm just going to take the week to just eat whatever the heck I want and then you know you come back to that first week in your cycle where you start feeling good again and and we 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 are having to start sort of you know on the back foot basically so yeah I hope that's been helpful um I hope that those little tips have are useful and it's made you just sort of think about where you can make a few changes what you know, you can see that there are benefits to actually knowing where you are in your cycle, anticipating how it's going to go for you, anticipating how your body's going to feel, anticipating how your mind is going to feel as well. The other thing that I didn't cover, which I, I will just cover quickly now, is to do with training. Um, and that is that when we are at that back end of our cycle and we're generally feeling pretty rubbish and energy is low, is not the time to go and try and PB a lift. Um, we're also more likely to in, get injured um, and you're not sleeping great and you're probably not eating great either. Um, so I think, you know, in terms of your gym and training, really listen to your body um, and how it feels. And if you're feeling tired and like low on energy and like motivation is low, sometimes just going for a walk might be a better idea. Um, we don't want to be putting ourselves at risk of, of injury during that last sort of, you know, week, week and a half um, of your cycle either. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be my other bit of advice is to anticipate 
where you are in your cycle. Mid-cycle, generally when testosterone is at its peak, that's when you're going to find you'll feel really strong. You'll be absolutely flying in the gym. Energy levels will be high um, and, and you're going to be you know, hitting some, some big numbers um, and seeing some improvements. And then towards the back end, again, you might just feel like nothing's working. You're clumsy, the skill level's gone down. You can't do things that you could do the week before. And just understanding that and knowing that you've not taken three steps backwards, you're still moving forwards. It just feels a little bit like it's through treacle, um, that it allows you again to be patient with yourself and kind to yourself and know that in a week, two weeks, you're going to be flying again. Um, and just, you know, staying on top of it is always going to be beneficial for you. As always, if you have any questions, um, I, hope, I hope I've not rambled on there and I hope it's been concise enough. Um, please message Lauren or I if you want clarification on anything or if you want further information on everything. Always try to go through these without bombarding you with loads and loads of information. Um, but actually giving you things that you can use um, and that you can action uh, to help you day to day. Thanks, guys. I hope you're having a great week. See you soon.